I'm on. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? As we welcome you to another edition. Whew, what a day! What an absolute day! Now, I want to encourage you if you missed our celebration last night to go back because we're going, we're going to have a celebration today on the air. Chris Burke's going to join us here momentarily. Uh, VSPN. And Houston Astros fame, and Tennessee Baseball Hall of Fame fame, and um, and we're going to celebrate. And then we're going to get you in, and we're going to celebrate today. Matt Dixon was in rare form last night, driving back from Hattiesburg. Matt, what time did the Famiglia make it back, and what are you doing on here right now? Two, two questions for you, Matt. It's the Tuesday show, so I'm always scheduled to be on. I think it's it's Tuesday. I'm not sure. Um, And I think we got back about uh, maybe 930 this morning. Hit a lot of traffic right there when we came off the split on the 40. But uh, You drove straight back back all night. So you've been up all night, basically. Uh, Yeah, I, I got like an hour and a half sleep. Um, right when we got done doing the show while my, while my wife was driving and then wow. she had to get plenty of sleep cause she's, she's off to her real job right now. So, so I want to remind people, um, or remind Matt rather that we're on the air. This is terrestrial radio today. So none of that stream of consciousness hate towards the NCAA that you displayed last night. Are we good on that? Is a reminder good or do I need to? Do we need to tie a string around your finger, or what do we need to do here, buddy? No, we're good. We're good. Yeah. I, I got all that out last night. We're good. All right, good, good. Can you believe, Matt, this team, after everything that's gone on this season, after everything that's gone and Tony was talking about the exhausting nature of college baseball last night when he was talking about Coach Barry on his way out, and he said, hey, you know, hard to blame anybody these days with all the variables that are in the air when it comes to coaching baseball because these guys are truly picking players off each other's teams now. And it's going to happen to Tennessee, by the way. So don't think it won't happen to Tennessee. It's going to happen to everybody. And so, you know, you're spending – one minute coaching your kids, another minute babysitting your kids, another minute trying to keep everybody happy. Uh, this team at one point was kind of feuding, and they and they came together at the end of the year, kind of got to know each other. It's sort of a neat story. I mean, for you to have nine new position players and go out there, Matt, or eight new position players, and go out there and do what these guys have done is remarkable. To get here is remarkable. Well, it, it is. And, and they had the weight and expectations of, of last year's super team thrown on them as well. Yep. And and teams, really, I mean, from, from game one out there against Arizona, every team treated them like they were last year's team. So they got everybody's best punch. And they weren't able to handle it um, the first half of the season, and and really 
about up until about halfway through the SEC schedule, but they've it took them a while to get it going, but they finally are there, and now they're they're as battle tested as any team left standing I'm not against these guys. I am I am not betting against these guys. Hey, Bry, um, you had a number for us last night. So Tennessee lost that resume game, game one. Then they fell down 4 nothing to Southern Miss, who, you got to understand, their fan base loves this stuff. They've never clinched on their home field. They knew Sunday afternoon they were going to see something special. They knew they were going to see something that would be talked about for generations down there. From that moment, Bri, the time they took a 4 nothing lead on us, the long home run, what was the number, Bri? What what happened the rest of the way? How many innings, and then what was the score? Fifteen innings pitched, eight base hits in those fifteen innings, all singles. I don't believe any of them were back to back. They scored no runs, earned or unearned. Only walked three times and struck out eighteen. 18 strikeouts for the balls in 15 innings. Only three walks. No earned runs. And they were outscored no, by what no, no extra base hits for Southern Miss either. Uh, and they were outscored, what, 13 nothing? Is that the number? 13 to nothing. That's correct. Wow. I mean, you think baseball's a cruel game? You think that was on anybody's single card? You think anybody listening to the sound of my voice thought that this Tennessee team was going to come back like that? Anybody. Now, be honest with me. When it was 4 nothing Sunday, did you think we'd be here right now? The answer is no. And it isn't like a bunch of guys from Tennessee got hot this weekend and just started hitting the baseball. If I'm Southern Miss, I'm going, how do we lose to that bunch? Because, Matt, we didn't exactly get a bunch of good swings at it this weekend. I mean, we... We might have hit five or six balls hard, Matt, the the whole weekend, and got through that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I I think Griffin Merritt's the only guy who hit over two fifty for the series. Wow, wow. I think I think I I can't. I'm you know, I'm kind of fried right now, but I think that's right. I text Tony today. I'm gonna say this out loud because I text Tony with this today. I've been here since 87, and I've been on the air since 93. And I think that's singly the best coaching job in any sport that I've witnessed, them getting this far with that team. I think that is the best coaching job I've seen anybody do. And I mean that. Because when you come from where they were, you are where they were heading into that Vanderbilt series. And you want to tell me that they will end up in Omaha? Are you kidding me? And if you think about it, all the things that had to happen, that home run against Clemson will never be forgotten by the living fan. And that home run last night, I mean, do you think Alabama, Matt, when they're watching that, is sick at their stomach? 
their 50 fans that care about baseball, but more importantly, the kids that, that were on their team last year, when they're looking at that, they got to be sitting there going, man, we could have used that dude. Uh, he, he, he's been clutch all year for Tennessee. So, and t- Tennessee hit 204 for the for the series, for wow. the Super. Two, 204. It felt like it. It felt like it. Because here's the thing. Now that you're, now that you're at Omaha, okay, go win some games. House money, go win some games. And this is what we're going to talk about with Berkey is you got to get comfortable out there. you got to get that first game. Now, Tennessee's got a mighty opponent in front of them that's spending all the money in the sport. I mean, they're spending money like drunken sailors in all these sports. LSU has gone from my second favorite team in the SEC in two years to being extremely obnoxious with the way they're, they're buying up all these sports. I have, like, Saudi Arabia heat with those people right now. They are highly annoying. I don't know if anybody else feels the same. But when I think about what LSU is doing in all these sports, it's really annoying. Really annoying. And and they are, uh, how do you put this? They're actively pursuing people off other people's rosters, too, in these sports. I mean, they're being super aggressive, super aggressive. And it's not just that women's basketball deal. They're being, they are obnoxious. It would be so great to knock them out, to knock them down a rung. And it could happen. Saturday night, prime time, that thing's going to do a big number, too. That will, for a college baseball game, that will do a big number. NBA's off the table now. Um, and Paul Skeens, people want to see this guy pitch. They want to see the freak show pitch. The question becomes, if you're Tennessee, and we talked about it last night, and it it is certainly meritorious of discussion. Who is your starter? If you're Tennessee, who do you start in that game? Do I stay in my rotation? Do I go mano a mano? Do I go a first-round pick on first-round pick? May the best man win. Gunfight at the OK Corral. This baseball team, that's amazing that they've gotten this far. What's the number again, Matt? What they hit in that Super Regional? I'm telling you, those Southern Miss people have to be sitting there going... Because Southern Miss had traffic every inning for the first five innings last night. Every inning. Yeah, Tennessee hit 204. Uh, Just 20 hits. In college baseball, 204. And they got through. 204. All season long, we kept saying, when you have pitching like this, people got angry at us because we kept saying it. I have people emailing me going, why do you have Evan Russell on on Mondays? Why aren't you talking football? And I'm like, well, it's baseball season. Well, I'm I'm turning you off, you know, till, and I was like, okay, fine. You do what you want to do. But this is an Omaha-worthy baseball team in baseball season. We're going to talk baseball. 
And people were saying they're not Omaha worthy. They're they're not they're not that good. They're it's they're never going to get there. Blah 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 blah. Hey, here's the lesson for everybody involved. If you have pitching, okay, it's like possession. It's nine tenths the law. You can't beat pitching. Pitching is immutable in that sport. And that's a lesson for all of us. Tennessee's got kind of goofy defense. Their lineup's not very good. They hit 204, to Matt's point, in a super regional, and they got through. Timely clutch hitting, winning plays. On winning the defense. Roads. On the road. In front of that crowd. On the road. With all the rain delays, with all the delays, starting a game at 10 o'clock Eastern time last night. A game that's over at 1 in the morning. How do I know? Because I went to bed at 3. We threw up an hour and 45-minute extravaganza after the game last night. Our Garza Law extra innings, check it out. It's an incredible job by them to get through. It's it's extremely, extremely impressive they were able to do what they did. Chris Burke's going to join, then we'll get some calls. Burke after this, right, Bri? Yes. Okay, let's do that. And then I see some people in Twitter spaces. Brandon, I'll come to you. Just, um, just hang in there. We'll get Berkey in here. I want to celebrate with him. Hey, this is for the Berkeys, the Rusty Enzers, everybody that wore that uniform, the Mike McConkeys of the world, down through the years, everybody. You all deserve this following. The following these kids have. Hey, Matt, those, all those teams down through the years deserve to have this following. Because we were oh, on I, three yeah, in the absolutely. morning. We were on the three in the morning last night. And Matt and Brian will tell you, the phones were ringing like a post-game football show last night. 2.30 in the morning, Lukey Dome called. Lukey Dome rose to the occasion. 2.30 in the morning. And if somebody would have told me I'm off today, I could have stayed up all night and taken phone calls. Matt, I'm convinced of that. If somebody, well, yeah, they, they they never quit ringing. Never quit ringing. Did not. So we'll come back on the other side. Those guys fell short last year. They paved the way for these kids. That's the deal. That's the deal. People see that Tennessee uniform now in baseball. There's a lot of fear in that deal. And this this Vitello guy is a straight up. And I mean a scrape-up winner. When you hit 205 in a series, go on the road and win like that, you are a winner. You are a winner. As we come back on the other side, it is your Tony Basilio Show, a celebratory Tuesday edition. Chris Burke, right on the other side of this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
This is T. Willie. I have got one of our favorite people on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. He's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, let's find out what you got this week. Well, this week we have ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, Boston butt pork roast $1.89 a pound, iceberg lettuce 99 cents each, that smart sugar four pound bag two for $5, and Coca-Cola variety six packs three for $12. All right, great deals. And as always, if you can't remember what we just told you, you can pick up a flyer at the front door and the staff there is really, really good at helping you out as well. Again, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street. Easy in, easy out. Miles, thank you as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much. And again, you can check out all their great deals, and they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. The great, and I do mean, you bow your head when you say his name. He appears now on the TLD Logistics hotline, tldlogistics.com. And the great Jim Peters is telling me, Tony, you've never experienced this sport. He said, if you really want to fall in love with it, go to Omaha. He said, if you want to fall in love with it, go to the SEC tournament. If you really want to fall in love with it, he said, you being wired like you are for tradition and everything else, this is what Jim Peters from TLD Logistics told me. He said, you go to Omaha one time, it'll change your life. The great Chris Kitchell told me that, too. He said, you go to Omaha once. He said, it is, a, he said, it is literally like making the pilgrimage, the baseball pilgrimage. Chris Burke gets to do it all the time. Burke, you take that for granted. By the way, before I get Try you in here. Try not to, Tony. Yeah. Try not to. Yeah, this year is a little bit of a pinch yourself moment because, uh, forgive my heavy breathing. I'm yeah. Middle of a workout. Let me slow down here for a minute. Uh, just because you get, I mean, Saturday night we're going to get preseason number one versus preseason number two. Right? I mean, you're, you're, you've got the number one national seed who's playing like a number one national seed. Um, and you've got the four of the top six picks are going to be uh, in the tournament, and you got the top two home run hitters in the country in the tournament. So it's it's about as star-studded as, as it could possibly be. And they say it's the best winning percentage among these teams in a long, long, like 20-some-odd years. It's the best combination of teams. Is this the best field we've seen out there, Burke, That since you've been doing it? Well, I mean, you'd have to put it right there. When you got, um, you know, I think with Stanford in there, I think we have five of the top eight seeds. I think that's right. Um, and, the, you know, you got a Cinderella story, yeah, which is always nice, but it's a Cinderella story that's got 51 wins. In Oral Roberts, and wait till you see them play. Like I love them. They got real. They got real players. Yeah, they got real players. Yeah, um, yeah. They're a you know, four they, seed. They're a four seed. That the whole is better than the sum of the parts. They're they're no fluke in their game. I mean, they no, blew, and, listen. They blew an eight nothing lead first game out, Burke, and they're in the College World Series. I mean, how many teams yeah, can get up from blowing nobody, an eight nothing lead on the road? Nobody does on the road. Nobody, nobody does that. that, from that. No, not at 
It's certainly not a quote-unquote Cinderella. Let's talk. Right? Hey, hey, Berkey. Yeah. What does Tennessee landing in this thing? Because I'm off to a haphazard start with you. I was up until 3 in the morning. Obviously, I should have led with congratulations to you as a member of the Tennessee family who's advocated for years on here about the importance of upgrading the facilities. And we were marveling Friday, but now we can say it. Tony has been – it's one thing to get the three um, super regionals in a row. That's miraculous in this day and age. It's another thing to get the two out of three College World Series in that time when, in your words, you have the 13th best facilities in the league. What's it going to look like when they build this guy some facilities? Think about it. It's crazy. Well, it'll, it'll have a lot more lipstick on it. I don't, I don't know how the players could be a whole lot better. Good point. Um, I mean, you know, the, the talent that he has on the field while obviously, you know, it took some time position player-wise, and, you know, the, the position player group is still, it has its flaws, but it's college baseball. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the pitching that he runs out there is the envy of of pretty much every coach in the country. I mean, Florida is going to throw some amazing pitching at people. Wake Forest has some amazing pitching. Uh, but, man, Tennessee's pitching. Like, to have Drew Beam... And, and I thought it was pretty cool what Tony said. He said, of all the, of all the things that stung last year about losing that game three, it was, was the big, maybe the biggest thing was that Drew Bean didn't pitch. Um, and I, I'd forgotten that when I read that quote this morning. I'd forgotten that Drew Bean didn't pitch. Um, yep. and you know, I think part of last year's deal that maybe we underestimated was that Especially Beam and Beam and Burns. I mean, those are true freshmen. Like that was a really heavy load that you had true freshmen carrying last year, right? Whereas uh, this year, you know, it looks like Dolander and Burns and Beam are getting stronger as the year goes on. Now, as second year players, and of course, Dolander's a third year player, but second year at Tennessee. So, I think that's the really interesting part of this team. Burns last year got touched. In that Notre Dame series, which, you know, and then this time in this deciding game, he's on the road, he's a year older, and he, you couldn't handle that spot better than he did last night, Chris. You could, I, I tell you this. 102. I mean, I, I don't know that he's wow. ever hit 101. Wow. And he, he hit 102 last night. And, you know, it's not like, I don't think he looked at the scoreboard, but there's no way he knew that pitch was 102. Right. But it's, maybe he just felt the lightning come out of his arm. I don't know. But the, the reaction after that was incredible. I love the body language that he has when he comes into games. I don't know what how he views himself, starter, closer, whatever. But if I'm at that next level and I'm looking at him, I'm going, man, that kid right there could close games in the big leagues if you handed him the ball. He's got that mentality. There's no question looking at it. Yeah, there there are uh, there are certain pitchers that just look more comfortable in that kind of role, uh, and he certainly does. And you know, you just the fastball slider is so elite. That's incredible. That you don't have to worry as much about mixing in the changeup yep. if you're just going to come in and blow 102 and rip off that slider. What I think is remarkable, though, the growth for him year over year. 
the growth for Beam year after year over year. And you know Burns doesn't want to be in the bullpen. I mean, you you can tell. He doesn't want to be in the obviously. He would rather be starting. But that is what changed their season. The the two swings against Vanderbilt, and they've rode the wave here. The the two swings against Vanderbilt from the freshman, they've ridden the wave. Matt said a second ago, Burke, that they hit 205 in that Super Regional. 205. And they look like it, by the way. They kept stranding guys last night. We're waiting for that timely hit. Pitching travels. The question for you is of the field, right? Where does Tennessee's overall pitching staff, depth, all that, where does it rank of the eight teams in your mind? Well, you know, I said it a second ago. They're right there with Wake Forest and Florida. The star power is immense on all three of those teams. So I'd put them right there in the top three. Of course, Paul Skeens is the best pitcher in the event. Heck, Paul Skeens might be a top ten pitcher in the world. Uh, no hyperbole. So that that's no knock on any other pitcher in the field. Um, you know, let, let me say a couple things about the team, if you don't mind. First of all, you got to hit the ball at the ballpark to win in today's college baseball. It's not an accident that I think it's four or five of the top home run hitting teams in the country are are in the field. Um, you know, in Omaha, it, it'll be similar. Like you're not going to the, the the reason the game looks like it does right now where we have these incredible home run numbers that are on par with uh, the gorilla ball days is because obviously there's something that's changed in the equipment. But the reason a lot of us are not advocating for a change in the equipment is because the pitching is so insane that if whatever's changed in the equipment hadn't changed, there wouldn't be any run. Like if you can't hit the ball in the ballpark, I don't know how you score, right? Somebody's got to run into one. And uh, that's basically what most of these teams – I mean, we, we I did uh, – the, the game one of Florida versus South Carolina is as good a college baseball game as I've ever called. There were five home runs hitting the game. The final score was five to four. Like, you know, you, you have to hit the ball to park because you just you – just, I mean, you, you get two walks and a homer or, you know, a, a single and a two-run homer. I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. Fortunately, Tennessee has the guys in the lineup to do it. And, and I just would like to say to Zane Denton, and I'm going to shake his hand in, in Omaha here in a couple of days, like Zane Denton has two of the biggest home runs in the history of Tennessee baseball. Um, and, it, you know, he put himself up there with, with Stevie Daniels. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I think Helton hit a big home run Helton. to beat Oklahoma State. Yeah, it was huge. In the regional. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Zane Denton has – he didn't have one. He has – Two of the biggest home runs in the history of the program, um, and it just—he seems like such an unassuming kid, yep. such yep. a humble kid, and man, he just—he just keeps delivering on the biggest of stage. So, congratulations to him. Denton also made the play at third base, that was easily a double, would have led to a big inning, probably would have ended up. Todd Walker said it in real time, which he's very good. Uh, and I know he's a friend of yours, but uh, he said in real time on wherever the game was Sunday, he said, circle that. From that moment on, Tennessee outscored that team 13 to nothing. From that moment on, Tennessee basically outclassed those guys. Scored the next eight, 
beat him 5 nothing the next day. And I'm not so sure if he doesn't make that defensive play, let alone that big. Because, Chris, that's a one nothing game last night. And I really don't know what they're doing playing with him there. I'm In real time, I was texting with um, Evan Russell last night, and he said, man, there's no way, no way I'd leave that pitcher in there, and there's no way I'd play with him right now in real time. Well, it's a tough spot because there's two people on base. Yeah. It's just a one-run game, so I – you know, I could I could make the case for just trying to throw a bunch of chase pitches, um, but still, then you're, you know, you're running the risk of of loading the bases. Um, you know, it, it felt like we were going to maybe, you know, you, you you made the comment that that Southern Miss had some people on base. There was a lot of two out singles in that. I mean, Drew Beam's stuff, Drew Beam's first fifty pitches, his stuff was as good as anybody's in the country. I mean, it was nasty. I told some Ben McDonald called me yesterday. So, what do you think about Beam tonight? I say you'll know in the first inning. I always feel like with Beam, it, you can tell pretty quickly. Like if he if he's got command of that breaking ball early, he the other team's got problems because his 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 fastball and changeup are always very consistent. When he lands that breaking ball and then he can throw it off the plate for a swing and miss, it's like he's going to be out there five or six innings. Uh, and so Drew Beam was obviously ready for the moment and. Um, you know, the, that really set the tone. And, yes, they had a couple base runners, but never really mounted a rally, whereas with our team, we missed a couple great scoring opportunities early. Um, but the pitching was just so good, and then didn't hit the three-run homer, and it's like, well, that's a wrap. You just knew they weren't going to score four. You just, you just could feel it. Chris Burke joining on the TLD Logistics Hotline online, tldlogistics.com. We're over the moon today. Matt Dixon has been up. Chris, all night. He drove back. He's gotten like an hour sleep. He was a give it up for Dixie. He was a stalwart last night on our Garza Law extra innings. He was insane. Matt was out of his mind. Listen to his voice here. You talk about a guy that's given his all for Tennessee. Dixon, get in here, because Dixon, I love you. You're my guy. I stand with you. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Well, just just going off off the stuff about being. He was getting that off-speed stuff low in the zone. He was getting the strike call early in the count. So that was I thought that was huge and a, and a real break for Tennessee because they hadn't always gotten those calls all year. But, Ber- Berkey, what do, you, what do you think Tennessee does with their pitching rotation? Do you keep it the same? Um, I don't know if you can change it because of the kind of you lost a day of rest with the starting on Saturday. Like, what, Do you think they'll just go with Lindsey against LSU? Uh, first of all, Dixie, I would say your voice is unbelievable. Uh, totally next level, as Tony would say. Uh, second, second, I would say, oh, I'm sure you will if you haven't already because you're that crazy, but make sure you go back and watch the replay of that game because if you think Drew Beam's curveball was good in person, wait till you watch it on TV. Todd Walker was comparing it to Kerry Wood. That's how good his breaking ball was last night, especially early in the game. Um, uh, as far as their pitching rotation, you know, I, I, selfishly, everybody would like to see Dole and reverse scheme, but that's not going to happen. You you run you run uh, Lindsey out there against scheme because it's normal rest. It's what's gotten you here with that rotation. And if you lose the game, you got Dolander in an elimination game, and that's okay too. The rub here, boys, is that it's a double eliminate. It's a four team double elimination tournament, and there's plenty of rest. So as much as you want to win the first two games, 
Tennessee's strength is their pitching, right? And so, uh, you know, it's a four-team turn. Think about this. This is how great the College World Series is. Wake Forest, Tennessee, LSU, and Stanford are going to play a four-team double elimination tournament. I mean, is that any good? And the, the winner of that will play uh, Florida, Virginia, TCU, and Oral Roberts, who will play their own little four-team tournament. So, you know, it's a double elimination four-team tournament. If you lose the first game, it's certainly not over. Most people think it's over because most people get to the World Series with five pitchers they trust. But I think Tennessee has more like six or seven. Um, and so if you lose to, if you lose to skiing, it's not the end of the world. There's, there's still time to make up for that. Um, and if you catch LSU a couple games later, Skeens ain't running back out there until the championship series. So you only have to face Skeens once. Burke, are we worried that Lindsey's velocity his last couple starts has been a little down? Um, you know, I, I haven't noticed that significantly. Now that you say that, I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think Lindsey has been plenty good. Obviously he got, you know, he gave up the, the, the home runs the other day to, uh, to Southern Miss, which was, you know, got him off to a bad start. But for the most part, he hung in there. Uh, he was fantastic in the regional against Charlotte. This LSU lineup, man, I don't know if you guys caught their regional. But like it's it was it ridiculous. crazy how ridiculous and physical their lineup yes. is. And they and as great as Dylan Cruz is, like he's just part of the story of LSU's lineup right now. I mean he's he's like more of a facilitator for them. Like that's how many guys are hitting the ball at the ballpark. Of course his on base percentage is like five fifty, so he's always on and uh, everybody else is hitting the ball at the ballpark. I mean it's it's a crazy scary lineup. But the ballpark's bigger. I think Tennessee's biggest advantage this time around, as opposed to two years ago, is that they're coming off of the road. So they're not coming off of that home high. And so playing in Omaha won't feel as emotionally different as it felt to them two years ago. And you've done that. You guys fought off the road. Tennessee's undefeated in road super regionals, which kind of continues a theme, which is, Really hard. I mean, there were several teams this weekend that kind of uh, didn't get it done in their building. Um, and you could sense, Matt was saying last night, you could sense in that building for Southern Miss that that fan base, all that disappointment was transferred onto those kids. The other thing is, Tennessee, a couple years ago, got used to the friendly confines, and there's nothing wrong with hitting the ball out of the park in your small park. It's part of the game. It counts. You're playing the dimensions. Last year it beat them uh, when that kid hit that ball off his That's fist right. from Notre yeah. Dame. So it, it, it works both ways. But, Burke, they're used to playing in a bigger ballpark now. Ensley got used to a bigger center field. He looked extremely uncomfortable early in that series because the Clemson field, um, you know, that, that's a bigger field Tennessee just played, and I think that helps them as well. I agree. I think there's a lot of value to where they're coming from. Like a team like Wake Forest and LSU to a degree, even though LSU's home field's bigger, like a team like Wake Forest is coming off scoring a billion runs in the regional and the super regional. And like history tells us, that's just not going to be the case in Omaha, right? So I think there's some, 
I think there's some um, similarities between Wake Forest this year and maybe Tennessee a couple years ago that will be interesting to see if Wake Forest. I mean, their their lineup is nasty, but are they going to be able to hit as you know as many balls out of the ballpark as they have all year in a very home run friendly yard? We will see. And for LSU, you just I mean, I'm sure they'll have an insane number of fans, but. You know, Charles Schwab Stadium, it just doesn't feel, it's never going to feel like the home crowd feels. So players have to get into a different different mental and emotional state. And even though you're playing for all the marbles, there's a sense of um, where the game feels a little less, um, there's a little less passion, a little less energy in the building, and it's more of a bigger, grander stage uh, that you just never know how a team's going to respond to until you see them play. Hey, Burke, a word about last night. Because one of my favorite things about Tony is that Tony just kind of gets it. You and I have talked about this off the air. And the level of emotional intelligence, the level of emotional intelligence he shows is just, it's off the charts. Now, every once in a while, he'll, he's not perfect, and you'll see self-inflicted things the arguing with the home plate umpires, the going crazy. He's gotten himself in check, though. hes I think they really learned from last year and carried that into the postseason. I'm going to tell you something. When Tennessee's team stood after they won and could have easily been piling on each other and everything else, when they took a second to acknowledge in the moment that that was Barry's last game over there, and they all held their hats up for him and stood on the line for him. That's one of the coolest things I've seen in sports in a long time. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I, I think I, That's what it's about, I I, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was awesome. Coach Barry's been a tremendous ambassador. And you, you just have to respect the program that's been to two straight Supers. And, and, and I was doing the, the Florida-South Carolina Super. The leadoff hitter for South Carolina, who has 14 home runs, and the, the – nastiest pitcher in Florida's arsenal, Hurston Waldrop, who punched out 13 in eight-inning performance, um, were both at Southern Miss last year. Wow. Like, they were in game three of a Super this year. Wow. And two of their best players were playing on SEC teams. So that just shows you how incredible that program is. Uh, but, you know, I was laughing last night. There's so many games where I'm hitting talk back into our director's ear, asking for a shot of the other team of the coach after a bad call or after a big moment or, you know, it might be a moment of strategy and I'm looking down at the dugout or I'm saying, hey, give me the coach, give me the coach, give me the coach. And it's funny, like if you call a Tennessee game, you never have to ask, give me the coach. Because the camera is on Tony all the time. And I almost feel like this year people were probably pretty disappointed because Tony's not giving people much this year. No, he's not. There's not much there. He's just watching the game and clapping for his guys, and he's uh, he's very, very measured. And I think the team, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel. I don't see a whole lot from our team in the way of none of it trying to stir the pot, none of it trying to, you know. I just, I, I, it as everybody said, it's taken a while, but they've moved on from the bravado of last year. They've forged their own identity, and um, it's really been neat to watch. Well, you know, Matt had a really good point Sunday night in our Guards of Locks Drennings uh, transmission. And, and Matt could articulate it right now, Burke, if he could speak. 
Matt sounds like me the day after the Auburn game in 89 when I got fired. The general manager called the station and said, get that guy off the air. He told the, he said, I don't know who this kid is that's reading news right now. We had newsreaders back then. He said, get this guy off the air. He said, that's embarrassing to have that kid. And, and Matt's got my voice. Now, I'm embracing Matt's voice because Matt well, gave. That's what makes your show the best. Well, Matt gave us all. You know, Matt gave us all last night, and we embrace that. That's but right. Matt made a point that if you go back to Tennessee could have let that thing spin in the second game of the Super Regional where you had the exchange happen at home plate. I forget who struck out, but it was a close pitch. And Ensley. It was Ensley. And, Tony, and then Frank about Frank was very close to losing it in the right. top half of the next inning, too. That's right. And, 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 that, and that was when he went out to calm, his, calm down – uh, Dolander after the big inning, and then you had the play at third. The play at third, very quietly, was the key play of that series. That Really, the MVP of that series is the kid on third base. There, yeah. One of the no Rick Barnes trans One of the guys I dubbed at midseason the Rick Barnes transfers. Uh, yeah, well, that's what makes you you. Uh, but no, Zane <laughs> Denton, Zane Denton is, uh, is is he's become uh, a legendary piece to this Tennessee run. You know, you you said earlier that this team is 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 um, was made way by last year's team. I would actually disagree with that. I I, I think this year's team is made way by the twenty one team. You know, that that twenty one team was was really really special, and um, uh, you know they they are who brought the Tennessee baseball program. All the way back. Of course, last year's team was just a, you know, a force of nature, yep. and it was the loudest team the sports probably ever seen for a million different reasons. Uh, but this year's team feels much more like the '21 team. Um, and while again, it's not perfect, the pitching is so good, and there's enough players in the lineup that give you a chance at the two or three run homer. And we said it from the jump. We we said it from the jump. Tennessee was going to go as far as their defense took them. And their defense didn't have to be world-class, but it needed to be functional. And I think about the play that Christian Moore made last night. Was oh. it the second or third where a guy hit kind of a rocket at him? Yes. And he locked it up and got him off the field. I think there was actually two runners on this. Um, there was a, a, they made a couple double plays, the double play in the Clemson game. Think about the double play in the Clemson game. We're That's not here right game. now. Yeah, we're not here right now. No. I really think, you know, yes, yes, the pitching is world class, but we knew that, right? We knew the, why were they, why were they struggling so much early? Yeah, the pitching maybe wasn't as great as we thought it would be, but the defense was just not playing good enough at all, right? They just weren't. And it has really turned the corner into a, a competent college world series defense. Um, and I think that's what gives you hope heading into, this coming week. Now we need a couple bats to wake up because the knowns are the knowns. They're going to pitch here, and they're going to be successful yep. pitching yep. there. Yep. But right now, when you hit 200 in a series, and you've got four or five guys right now that are borderline automatic outs, and they would tell you that. I mean, it's just you know, just not not comfortable at the plate. A uh, couple of those guys have to join the party. If that happens, Burke, watch out. These guys could cut the nets down. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're running, you know. The, I thought, I thought 
was disappointing that first and third time where Burke, Scott, and Stark went down because it wasn't so much that they made out, but they 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 all took very hittable pitches in their at bats and then yep. made out. Uh, which I think, you know, if you're going back to the drawing board and you're Josh Elander, you're, you're certainly trying to coach that up. But they are running, you know, six, seven, sometimes eight guys up that are at least dangerous. No doubt. Right? They're at least, they got a no doubt. chance. And that's what gives you hope is because you got a pitching staff that they're not going to make you, you know, you, your pitching staff's going to give you a chance to win if you can figure out a way to get four or five runs. It's such a great point. Usually, if you look at that team or look at it, that kind of production, you'd say, wow, what a bunch of hoopty regulars. The truth is, every guy in that lineup has had moments this year where they've, yeah. had, you know, where they've shown the ability at this level to strike the ball and to be successful, which I think would be a scary proposition for an opponent because you never know where the lightning's going to come from. And there are several guys that can hit it out. So... Hey, Burke. Um, and there's a bunch of guys in that lineup yeah. that feel very pitchable yeah. until they launch one on you, right? Like like Ahuna feels so pitchable. Yeah. And, Big loopy he swing he has. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets you, right? Like yep. Burke feels so pitchable. Yep. And then he gets you. Like uh, Griffin Merritt, you think you can just throw it by him, and then he gets you. So that's kind of how their lineup's built, which in a lot of ways can be scary because, like, you know, uh, say a Dylan Cruz or a Wyatt Lankford, like you're so scared of them all the time that a lot of times you don't let them get you because you're just so aware of them, right? Whereas Tennessee has a lot of guys that you're like, we can get this guy out, and then Zane Denton hits a three-run homer. So you, you know? had you had so, an opportunity in your career to do this. I want them to go out there and at least win a game, have some success, man. The last time we went, the moment – the deal, it just felt, the park, it just felt a little big. Yep, yep. Is that a fair thing to say yeah, in I hindsight? Yeah, very fair. I think that's very fair. And that, that's why I think it's better coming off of this. Plus, they, you know, they, I don't know how many, let's see, how many of these guys, there's a handful of them that handful, were there. Handful, handful, uh, few. But, 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 you know, this, this deal has just not been warm and fuzzy for Tennessee. They've been on the road now the last few weeks. So they're not they're not going there with all those high high emotions that they had like in 2021 where everything was just a fairy tale. That's not what this has been. You know what I mean? So you just dig your heels in and do your best against schemes and if you take your lick, you 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 just lost game 1 of a super and came back and won the thing. So Tennessee's they're battle tested. They I think they're ready for whatever this this tournament presents them, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be one of the best college world series ever. And uh, as you as you said earlier, like I I don't take it for granted. I'm very grateful to do what I do, and I'm super excited that the Tennessee fan base is a part of it. Well, I think this fan I think this fan base is great to have an ambassador like you for the University of Tennessee and college baseballs. Uh, better Burke for you being such a wonderful ambassador for it and. Uh, you're the man, brother. Much love to you. My best to you and your family. Thanks for giving us a few minutes today. You got it. Go ball. Thank you. Matt, go balls back to you, Berkey. Did you like the exchange, Matt, when he said to me, well, that's you being you, regarding the, um, 
Rick Barnes transfers, who without them, you would get through here. You just don't yes. get through without the Rick Barnes transfers. Yes, that was that was a great line. That was probably the best line Berkey had there. He he got one teed up, and he, he sent it out. So I've got uh, Volley Fingers, and I've got Camden Soul from two years ago that went. Who else? Anybody else that we can think of? Um, well, Kyle Booker? Christian Scott would have been on the team. Scott was on the team. Um, but I, I really think... Kyle Sewell, Booker, maybe? Booker was there, yep. Yeah, so Sewell might be the only one who actually played. I think he pitched against Texas an inning or two. He might be the only one on this year's team that actually played. Because Dickie... Dick, Dickie redshirted. Like, I don't, none, of the, none of the people were named and played. Wow. Well, probably even on the the active roster then. It's remarkable, the amount of change in that sport. Seacrest, I think, would be one, right? Yeah, but he didn't play. To, to Matt's point. Uh, just on the roster. Yeah. It would be, be interesting to look that up. I would imagine, off the top of my head, that number's under 10. I, I would imagine. Pretty quickly. So, what's really cool, if you stop and think about it, is... Those guys had to walk around in the shame of losing last year, and it was pretty uh, it was pretty dark here when they lost to Notre Dame. Several of those guys, including Chase Burns, who, again, got touched in that game. You go back to that game, he got touched. You talk about somebody that acquitted himself well last night. Matt, did you see the uh, throat gesture in real time? Did you catch that in the stadium? Because people are commenting on that on the replay. I caught it in real time last night. I mean, that's a guy that was out of his mind with excitement when he hit that 102. Yeah. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't catch that live, but I, I didn't see the replay. No, he was – I'm not sure I've ever seen a, a baseball player as jacked up as he was when he was coming off the field. I agree with that. That looked like um, he looked like the ultimate warrior or something back in the day. We're going to come back. We'll continue to celebrate this with you. If you want to get in, 865-200-5402. The celebration continues on this Tuesday. I'm with you for another hour. We were up to like 3 in the morning. I hope you understand as we take a brief time out because we have to start baseball games. So that a lot of people who are listening to my voice, working folks, didn't get a chance to see it last night, which is really heartbreaking for me. Because I'm going to tell you something. You missed a hell of a game. You didn't want to miss it. But you got to live your life and support your family. And, and, and we completely understand that. I mean, that's, that's a shame that that sport can't get out of its own way. Starting a game at 10 Eastern time? I mean, are you kidding of that magnitude? Are you are you kidding? That's really not fair to anybody. Quite honestly. As we continue on the other side. Hour two after this. This is Terry Wilcox, aka the Chicken Man, aka T Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM Columbia, Tennessee. 
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, sugar, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management.
June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B, back with you. We were breaking it down scientifically uh, during the break, Matt, Bryan, and myself, and just marveling at what a what an accomplishment this is for this Tennessee team to get here. And it just took a lot of chutzpah. It took a lot of guts. And, Brandon, you've been wanting to get in with us. Um, I guess he's not there now. If anybody is interested that's in our Twitter spaces of jumping in, raise your hand, I'll get you in. The Twitter spaces way is kind of an interesting way to consume the program, people are telling me, because you can hear what we're saying during the breaks. So we're in here just kind of having an inside-on-the-outside discussion um, and kind of setting the show up, and people like that. They hear us, like, setting the... uh, setting the guest up speaking of which ron higgins is going to join us with a report on lsu and where they are lsu is a team all year that i've wanted to sell because i don't think they have enough pitching depth and it's going to show coming up in the big tournament now they were matt i don't want to diminish what they've done but their seed their draw Basically, they were seeded in the College World Series, Matt. When you draw Kentucky in your Super Regional, in your building, no offense to Kentucky, but that was never going to happen. You talk about something that was never going to happen? That was never going to happen, Dixon. Never. Kentucky had zero oh, no. chance against them. Zero. Yeah, none. No, LSU's toughest game was the the winner's bracket game against Oregon State in, in, the, in the regional that they were they were able to navigate and get through, um, but no, Kentucky was no match for them. That was never, never going to be a challenge. Let's go back and yeah. LSU. They sell tickets in Omaha. That has something. To do. They haven't been there in what six years. We'll go back to and our that fans. factors in. You know it does in, in terms of seating and who they had to play. I've had a couple people on Twitter Spaces raise their hand, and then they've gotten shy all of a sudden. So. If you raise your hand back again, I'll come to you, but let's go back to our phones in the meantime. Several ways to reach us now. Uh, you can hop right on there at Twitter Spaces, and uh, I'll put you on the air. Or you can call our phone lines at 865-200-5402. Again, 865-200-5402. Today over at tclub.team, I kind of gave you a live blog of my thoughts as the game was going on last night. Some were right, some were wrong. But uh, you you got a sense that when Tennessee hit the three-run home run, that was Johnny Boy ball game. Uh, baseball is a crazy sport, obviously. Burns was super jacked up in the ninth inning. But he was in no way in any danger of unraveling last night. And, and nor was Tennessee's starter. Beam was in no way, no way in any danger last night. Just scatter those hits. I mean, when his breaking ball is going like that, you know those Southern Miss fans have to be sitting there going, how in the world does Tennessee have that kind of pitching 
totally ignorant. Really not fair. As we get our next call in, hello and welcome. As the Tennessee Volunteers, A. Lee, the Vols are on their way to Omaha, my man. Dude, how much fun was that? How much fun was that? I was... I was, so, man, I was so excited for those kids after having just the up and down season. See them turning around and play yeah. that kind of and, and play that kind of game. I mean, they like you said, they weren't hitting yep. the ball well, but um, man, it was so much fun. I, I had a blast watching watching Burns. Um, I've seen him show a lot of emotion before. I haven't seen him show that kind of emotion. Um, he did last night. I, I, I think he got a hold of some of that Russian MMA underworld juice. That's what it looked like. It looked like, man, the the vitamins are kicking in here. I was like, wow. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had that. I haven't even. I don't know if I've even felt like that in my life, let alone express myself that way. And and Todd Walker made a really good point, which is, think about uh, the amount of adrenaline it took to do what he did. He said, this guy better be careful. The problem is with Burns is we've seen it. There's plenty more where that came from. In that Vanderbilt series, he did that just about every, or that, that Friday night game, he did that just about every time coming off the mound, if you'll remember. Well, I think with him, you know, still in his mind, he's still a starter, and he's, he's got that length in him, so it's just like, I think normal relief pitchers are used to going out for one inning and, and, and and throwing you know a thousand percent, and he just he's just used to going for multiple innings. So I guess he his guy thing just his guy thing just doesn't go to E as quick as most relievers do. I guess. I, but last night was incredible. I mean, the kid was, was ridiculous. I mean, I, I go back to like three or four years ago. I never thought he was going to come to college, and when I, he made the decision to come, I was I mean I was thrilled. But I, it was hard to envision you know seeing scenarios like this play out. So. That was really fun. Yeah, I, I remember you talking one. about him. I remember yeah. you said, hey, you went over there and got a good look at him because you coached down in the mid-state, and you were like, hey, um, uh, we, when you see this guy, but there was no way, no way anybody could predict. Hey, when he got demoted this year, for him to turn into a monster, he's a monster now. Like, literally, <laughs> that's what he is. Yeah. I mean, he comes into the game – and you're going to get eaten alive. He has turned into like Rod Beck or one of those guys. That's what he is. <laughs> it's it's lights crazy, out man. when he comes in. Man. You think in that big I ballpark, mean, if we can get a lead and get the ball in his hands in the last three innings, you think anybody's going to beat us, Lee, in that big ballpark out there? I, I, I don't think anybody's going to score on him right now. I mean, he, unless he, he would have to unravel himself and just start to lose control for him right now. Because I don't think anybody's touching him, touching him up. I mean, to, to consistently put runs on him. You know, we were. I mean, I'm asking this is just a, this is just a question. Yeah. If he had started, Southern Miss was never going to score a run off Chase Burns. I'm convinced of. Right. They weren't going to touch him. Right. If he starts game one in a super regional, is there a game three? No. Okay. It's just. It, I'm not trying to. I just. I think it's an interesting thing to think about. It is. Um, it's how it's because, it's the embarrassment of riches. Right. That they have. It's just, and, and Lindsay, look, Lindsay's got me a little concerned, Matt, with the decreased velocity. That's all. I'm not trying to be funny when I say that, or I'm just giving my opinion. I think the guy's a very good pitcher, and there's no question about it. I wonder if he's a little tired, Matt, because he, he's had a heavy workload here down the stretch. 
Yeah, and obviously the, the home runs are concerning, and more than anything, he's, I mean, he's a ground ball pitcher. He gets, you know, a lot of, a lot of sink on his pitches and gets yeah. a lot of ground ball outs, and that wasn't happening on Saturday. So that, that, that was kind of concerning, um, and definitely worth watching going forward. I mean, think about this, Lee. That, that at bat, was it Dickerson last night that got totally blown away by Burns? The look on his the look on his face was just like what in the world? It, it almost looked like Altuve looking out there at the uh, three pitches. It only took three pitches. Yeah, it was like boom, bang, boom. <laughs> Sit your uh, ass. Uh, maybe fifteen, twenty he, seconds. He, he threw his Go bat down, walking dugout. back to the dugout. He threw his bat down, just like. He had like he, Nothing. he was just so out of it. Yeah, he was like, I got. He was like, you know, I'm one of the hottest players in the world, and I got nothing for that dude. I don't want any well, of they, that. They know they know he has the slider, which is is a strikeout pitch, right? Like it's wipeout stuff. But he didn't throw it. He didn't throw it at all the first the, in game two. He didn't throw the slider one time, and he didn't throw the slider until like the fourth battery face last night. So they're all up there going, I know he's got the slider. When's yeah. he gonna throw it? It's in the back of their head. And he, you know, but you know, I, I think it's interesting yeah. as far as this week, like the picture rotation this week. Like it's like Barkey said, it's it's a super regional stacked on top of a, a double elimination regional. I think game one is everything. Like, I, and Tennessee obviously has an embarrassment of riches where if you lose that game, yes, you can still make it out, but it's really hard, man. Like your odds of doing anything, like if you lose game one, just get cut in half. So who are you starting? Now, what are you have, doing? What are you doing, Lee? I, I, all I'm saying is, with game one, I'm treating it like almost like it's my it's the last game of the season. Like you've got to get game one, and if you know you've got schemes on the other side of the mound and we're not, on the other side of the ball and we're not hitting the ball, you're probably thinking one or two runs can win this game. I'm starting Dolander, and I'm not even. And I wouldn't even that. think about starting uh, or starting Burns because even if you lose, you're still in the position that you're in anyway. If you lose, where you've got pitching to come back with an elimination game. I, I'm doing everything I can to win that first game, um, to not go into that loser's bracket after the. So first you're stacking Doe, um, you're stacking Doe and Burns, and you're just going for it. You get me to the six, uh, you get me home. Let's outlast Skeens, and let's beat these guys. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, because I'm, let me ask you this: If you're LSU, who do you want to face? Would you rather face Lindsey Burns or Dolander? Well, see, that's my. You point. know their, an- no, their answer know. is Lindsey. That's my point. That's who they. Yeah, so that that's, that's just the way point. I look at it. Like yeah. you, you want to, you're going to play into their hands if you start him. I think, and it's nothing against the kid, man. He's been so important to, to us getting here. And 99 percent of the time, I say keep the rotation the same. I just think Tennessee is in a really unique situation to where most teams that are in this situation don't even ever have to ask that question because they don't have a Dolander as your number two or a Burns. <laughs> most teams don't even have that. That so the situation never even comes up. That it's a situation with Tennessee that that can you can think about doing. I just, I really, it's, just, it's so hard to come out of it if you lose game one. It's so difficult because um, you're looking at having to win four or five games just to get to that that last series. So, but, but I don't know. I mean, even regardless, I'm just happy they got there, man. It, it'll be fun. I mean, it's a stack, it's a stack cultural series. I mean, these teams that are in it are ridiculous. But you know, hopefully we get the bats going a little bit. And the last thing I want to say too, I think this is really important, like moving forward with Tony V with recruiting. But the Zane didn't success. And where he comes from, that Mount Juliet Wilson County area, man, Tim Corbin has had his has had his hand wrapped around that area forever. And 
that turned a lot of heads seeing the success that Denton's had in that area. Like, I think that's really big for Tony V moving forward, uh, having De- with Denton having wow. that success coming out of that module area. I appreciate the call. Thank you. That, that, those guys used to be Vanderbilt players. Burns used to be a Vanderbilt player. Beam, five years ago, is probably a Vanderbilt player. Let's get Prince in here. And that's an interesting point by you about that Mount Juliet area that's grown like an absolute weed. Uh, let's get the Prince in here with us via spaces. Prince, welcome in. What's up, Val fans? Um, I liked the game yesterday. Yeah, we had a lot of energy. Um, we had the baby face killer out there. He'll get us a home run out there. Um, I am kind of concerned about LSU. They look kind of solid, but, um, you know, I still got faith in my team. But it was a great game yesterday. I enjoyed it. Well, Matt, LSU is more than solid. What, what would be a way to, to phrase what LSU is? And thank you, Prince. Always great hearing your voice. Um, Matt, what's a way to phrase what LSU is? Uh, tons of star power and flair. They have. I I think they could have the the first two picks in the draft, and and Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens, and and Skeens is, you know, he hits 102 in like the fifth inning of every start. You know, to put in perspective what Burns did the other night, Skeens does that. You know, midway through each of his starts, and has been a workhorse for them. So, no, and they got you know the you know Tommy White uh, is a machine, and and was just crushing balls against Kentucky this in that regional in that super they've got a lot of veterans in their lineup they just really really just loaded with star players and guys who who kind of thrive in the moment let's get Danny who's up next with us through the magic of Twitter spaces Danny welcome in yeah go right ahead please hey I just want to give a big shout out to you and Matt and Brian you guys are just Double, triple, overtime duty. I love you guys. Uh, the 5.30 came very early. so I. Uh, what time did you stay up last night? So you, you got up at 5.30 this morning. What time did you stay up till last night? Well, honestly, I I fell asleep to the smooth tones of the Basilio show, so I'm not even sure it was on and off. And But you guys uh, are killing it, killing it. Well, I'd say this, man. There's a, there's a song. When you fall asleep with my in your ear, with me in your ear, <laughs> sweet dreams are made of this, brother. It's uh, it's been a ride. It's been we're we're playing with house money now. This team just further than we all ever expected. And I just want to give a big shout out to all of them. Uh, my one question was, I know since Matt was there, and obviously I heard last night he, this is on the list. Of places he's never going again. <laughs> Hattiesburg, Gainesville, we all get it. Were those people as obnoxious in person as they were over the radio and the TV? I mean, John Wilkerson must have been sitting in their lap. I mean, they were just terrible, it sounded like. Matt Dixon, were they as obnoxious? And Daniel, thank you. Great talking to you. And get some rest later today. There, there was a select few that were very over-the-top obnoxious. You know, the, the, I mentioned the, the old guy who was yelling at Tennessee players on top of the dugout all weekend. Um, the, and there was just kind of, you know, in spots, there, there was some bad stuff going on. The, obviously, the stuff with Fratello's family and, and getting hit with, you know, cups of ice. 
Um, but I, you know, for the the most part, they were they were really good fans and, and treated people well. For the most part, uh, they were really engaged and, and really made it a rowdy atmosphere, especially for that Saturday game. Um, but they, there's always a couple of knuckleheads. But it was, it, and plus it being just hot as hell and with the delays and all that, it just it was a very tense atmosphere. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, here's the thing. Um, I'm just so proud of our guys. I love the fact that Southern Miss loves the sport the way they love it. And they paid to get it down there. And, um, you know, may that never happen to Tennessee again. Can we all agree on that, Matt? Yes. This baseball yes, that coach, better never this, happen this again. baseball coach and deserves more support than, than he's getting from this school. You can finally take that anvil of the Missouri sweep off their neck because I think that's one of the reasons why they had to go on the road in that super regional round. Back to the phones we go. My friends at Alumni Hall have some incredible World Series bound gear in AlumniHall.com. The great Beth Parks is telling me that they've got tons and tons of stuff for you. Ready to rock and roll. So get your orders in. Get it going. Get ready for the weekend. Get out to the stores. Several uh, area East Tennessee locations. Also uh, up in the Tri-Cities and also one down in the Mid-State as well. Or in the Mid-State, I should say. I keep saying down in the Mid-State. It's a bad habit. Darren, let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony Taylor. Hopefully, you can hear me driving back uh, to the ACL, and it's uh, fitting a torrential downpour in uh, Mississippi. But, Why not? Uh, the sky is crying, as the old uh, as the old blue song goes. Tony, this was the uh, longest two weeks I've ever spent in Hattiesburg. But let me let me tell you. I think this team uh, went from the villains to uh, like the uh, the choir boys because they couldn't be any uh, nicer, more respectful, and polite. I, uh, the uh, state troopers who uh, did the motorcade uh, volunteered last night that uh, these are the nicest, most polite, respectful group of. Uh, of young men that he's ever dealt with. And he does all these motorcades. Uh, and he said, uh, LSU were horrendous. He goes, it's not just Tennessee's players, but the coaches could have been more first class. Taylor, when they reached, when they gave that coach a salute last night in their moment of joy and ecstasy and victory, and they took the time for that other coach. You, you see that elsewhere, Taylor. I don't see that elsewhere. Do you? No, no, nobody else does that. Nobody else would have done that. Everybody would. Have, most teams would have been so consumed with celebrating. Uh, I watched them. I noticed that. It put chills down my spine to see them take that time to acknowledge Coach Barry and that yep. team and to tip their hat. And he reciprocated. Very, very cool. And I can tell you, uh, the, all the hotel staff, management at the team hotel said they couldn't have been any nicer that they were a joy to serve so i just wanted to 
spread that because we've gotten a whole lot of crap over the last couple of years for being the villains and brash and uh, and all that was unfair because that that team was that way across the line but off the diamond they were they're all good kids but this team in particular um what what an experience tony i mean they're going to omaha incredible uh absolutely incredible and i had a chance to shake uh, coach tony ball's hand this morning uh right before we left and uh i looked at him i said best coaching job ever coach just truly truly meant that just a spectacular season uh wow let's savor it um and um i know some of the the coaching staff and ops listen to your show so um let chase burns know that he left his airpods at the hotel i have them (laughs) really do you really i I give them back to him yeah i really okay yeah let uh I sent an email to Chad, so hopefully he'll get it. Okay, uh, cool. But anyway, I want to make sure he gets them back. I'll overnight him to Omaha, wherever he needs them. But anyway, Tony, appreciate all that you, you do and, and your uh, your comrades there on the Tony Basilio network because uh, you guys do a great job supporting baseball. They how do you know their How do you know their Chase Burns's AirPods? Out of curiosity. Uh, when I was checking out, the manager grabbed me. I guess he thought I was with the team and, and just said, "Hey." Um, is there any way you could, uh, these were left in Chase Burns' room. He shared a room with Zach Joyce. So I guess they could be Zach. They're either Zach's or Chase's, and uh, I've got them. So I just want to make sure I get them back. Hey, uh, T, you're the man. Are you going to Omaha? Tony, I'm uh, right now looking at uh, flights. I'm going to go. I don't care if I have to beg, borrow, or steal. I'm going to make it out there. This is the first time in three years I didn't make reservations ahead of time. Boom. I felt like I had pinked them, so I did not, and uh, I'm scrambling. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be out there. I can't wait. Go Vols, Tony. This is a, a season to savor, and uh, I don't care what happens in Omaha. This has been an incredible season. As you said, it's house money. Go Vols. Yeah, that's exactly right. You got this team to Omaha. That's like coach of the century stuff, man. That entire coaching staff. Everything that went on this year, you're still playing? You're you're in the final eight, baby. The final eight. I mean, step, 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 step off. It's pretty amazing. Incredible sporting event. Let's go back to the phones to get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony. It's Holly. Holly, welcome in. Well, I want to say congratulations to Evolve. I love following. Everything this weekend, I felt like I was in a marathon race, so it was wild. But I also want to thank Matt. Uh, it was so fun uh, following him on Twitter and hearing his comments on the shows and all, and I hope he gets his voice back real soon, and I surely hope he gets to go to Omaha. That would be so great. Well, he wants to apologize to you for his conduct last night, which got a little blue at times, speaking oh, no, 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 no. in he front of a lady of... of, of refinement like you for him to speak in those tones he wants to apologize holly no he doesn't owe me any apologies i'm a i I may be a lady but i have a potty mouth sometimes myself did did you find his outburst giggle worthy because he made me absolutely laugh he woke me up in the middle of night a couple times with his his just ripping of the ncaa ripping of that guy behind the uh uh, behind the dugout, who was acting untoward um, around our kids. I love, 
I loved everything he said. He's so, so great. Matt doesn't owe anybody any apologies. He was he was he was giving his all for the ball. So you know, hey, he was doing that for us. And that leads me into what I'm going to say about yeah. the old dude. I, I'm assuming someone said he was an older. I won't even call him a gentleman. It was throwing the cups and being rowdy. You know, I I I don't mind people being rowdy and all, but I tell you what. That dude better be glad I wasn't there because I am a post-menopausal, ball-for-life woman, and I would not have been nice like Mr. Moore was and apparently tried to handle things. Because Mr. and Ms. Botello, especially Mrs. Botello, who I've had the pleasure to talk to two or three times at games, those are the nicest people. They are so unassuming. They don't go to the games and... They just sit down, they're quiet, they're watching their son and the team. I was so furious to think that those four people couldn't even watch their son, you know, coach a game and watch this game. And it should have stopped way, way, way sooner than it did. But I'm telling you, I, I probably would have been arrested. I, and I probably would have had to have called somebody to get me out of jail because that made me as mad as anything that happened down there all weekend in that crazy, crazy series. I mean, when you heard Bert tell his story of the things uh, Bert Scott, who was on this yesterday, Christian Scott's father, heard- it was unbelievable. I'm like, what are they doing? Do we have uh, do do we have any protection? Do we have ushers? Do we have police? What are we doing here? We're letting Tony Valls' dad really get pelted. I thought that was people going on Twitter and just having fun. I mean, to think that was really going on, Holly. Well, it, it um, you know, we all know that in big crowded places, things can get out of hand pretty fast. And I don't know exactly where the Votellos were sitting at this game, but the few times that I've interacted yeah. with them, you know, they're, I get the impression that he liked Mr. Votello, liked to sit just a few seats up and to the left of our dugout. That just seems to be his favorite seat. And I think that's where, where he was, right, Matt? That is kind of where he was. I think he was to the right of the dugout a little bit, right, Matt? But he was right there back behind the dugout. Well, you know, I, front, I get, front row, and he was around. He was around a bunch of um, Southern Miss fans. Is that correct, Matt? Well, he, he wasn't with our fans. Yes, yes, which I found very odd. Look, they had moved. They moved them back to the front row of the kind of second section um, yesterday. Um, but yeah, for the first two days, they were kind of down there by themselves. It was really kind of odd. And, and that's where they were getting picked on. you imagine picking on Holly people their age? I mean, what in the world well, are we let doing? Me tell you, that's why I would have gotten arrested. I've never been arrested in my life. I've gotten a speeding ticket. That's the first worst thing that's ever happened to me. But I would, I'm telling you, I, my little chat group, we yep. were all so mad. Oh. And so, like I said, we're a bunch of perimenopausal yep. ball ladies. Yep. And Yep. I, we were just not perimental. I wouldn't mess with you. Hey, hey, Holly, I wouldn't mess with no, you. I'll tell you this. Here's another thing. I don't care if I'm a fan of another team. If I see somebody picking on a dude his age, what are we doing? I mean, seriously, well, like, what are we doing? Well, and, and I, as a society, Holly. 
I, well, it's terrible, and I feel the same way about that. Now, I think Mr. Greg Vitello could handle himself. I, I love saw Greg him baseball at practice one day, and he's still got an arm on him. So yeah. I think he would have been fine. But Tony's little mama, she is maybe 4'10", 4'11", yep. and she is the sweetest, Her- nicest person to Tony got his height. And if they had touched a hair on her head, I would have killed somebody. I mean, come on. Where where was the state trooper who threatened to arrest Christian Scott's dad? I'll tell you this. Brian has Why hate. didn't he go and threaten to arrest those who were throwing stuff at Tony Vitello's dad? Brian has hate with that state trooper. Somebody needs to jerk a knot in his tail because I was like, you redneck you going down there and you think you know everything and you don't even know the whole situation i mean i can't even believe how it all ended in a nice way and they let mr moore back in and all that but you know i would lay down and i would bet every nickel in my bank account that the vitellos did nothing they are so quiet and so into the game every time i've sat close to them those people, and it was strictly that man, that crazy old man, was trying to get something stirred up. I swear to you, I know what he was trying to do, because he was trying to get them stirred up, and then so Tony would see somebody was picking on his parents, and then Tony would go crazy, and he might have. Tony Vitello is not to be messed with. Those kids all had his back. Holly, I appreciate you. They all have each other's backs. This team's come together right now over me. This team has absolutely come together. And we've seen it right with our very eyes. Right with our very eyes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages. We have absolutely seen it, lived it, been there, done that. The gear that's coming in to Alumni Hall, y'all, Beth Parks just told me, is off the freaking chain. And any of the Alumni Hall locations near you or online at alumnihall.com, I'm getting me some World Series swagger. I can promise you that. Brian, can I say World Series swagger or do I have to say swag? Because they misuse the term swag all the time because it's really swagger they say the team's got swag it's really swagger i like a swag better myself so Just can i say syllable. world series swagger Since i like a world series swag well that's yeah the term used to be like a swag bag back in the day that's that's okay with me oh man Chris Burke monitoring the program. So, Tony, ask Lee, are you guys going to start Dolander on short rest after the biggest workload of the year? Hey, Burke, the guy's 22 years old, dude. Is he 50 like you are? I mean, what are we talking about here, Burke? Six days, man. Is he going to break? Matt, I want to know, is Chris Burke serious, Matt, with that take? That's a horrendous take by Burke, isn't it, Matt? Uh, well, I'm, I'm on the same side as him, so I guess I would, would have a bad take as well. Cinco, so I don't know. 
Cinco, no way am I starting Dolander first. No way, Cinco says. And, and you definitely can't start Burns because he doesn't have his AirPods. Uh, Byron's saying that Lindsay almost outdueled Skeens if he didn't drop a ball covering. No, that wasn't Lindsay. On that Friday night, that was... That was, that was Dolander. Doe. But uh, Halverson was the one, I think, who was in the game point. and dropped the ball. I love me some Wasn't Halby. he at that point? Yeah, I think, I think they both got a no decision. I think when, when, they, when the, the both starters exited the game, it was 2-2. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, that, that was our weekend where we kind of kicked the ball around the infield a little bit, or, or let a ball land in the infield right in between all of us. Our team, that team that LSU saw and this team were two different animals. To quote the great Charlie Manuel, this team is all growed up from the team that LSU saw the last time. All growed up. Now, LSU... To quote the kids, is all glowed up right now. I mean, they're playing good ball. Again, they've been seeded, though, to the College World Series. That that regional draw they got was embarrassing. And then to get Kentucky out of the other side, I mean, come on now. Last year, we had to play that veteran, very good Notre Dame team. Kentucky? Kentucky? Come back on the other side. We'll get some calls in, and uh, the great Don't forget Ron, Ron Higgins. Higgins. And the great Ron Higgins sets it up as well as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. 
She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted? By what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a Tennessee lottery instant game. And again, the lighting here. Somebody ought to say something. You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball! Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. With the new hot games from the Tennessee Lottery, Cold Hard Cash is waiting to take your summer fun to the next level. And with sizzling top prizes of up to $500,000, these games could have what you need to make every day fun in the sun. Oh yeah, this summer is going to be a scorcher. Grab the new hot games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. But careful, they're hot. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Volunteers took care of business last night. Now, it, we were on the wee small hours of the morning. I got off the air at, I think it was about 2.45 Eastern Time, and got up to, I stayed on my schedule. I got up at like 7.45 this morning. I, I, so I'm, I'm operating on whatever I'm operating on. Uh, probably will feel it tomorrow. Ron Higgins, you do it. We've all done it. When you do the uh, the the short sleep thing, do you feel get, Do you get the rebound like I do the next day, where you just feel awful? Oh yeah, there's, there's been times I've covered 
event so late on the road, and I had an early flight the next morning. I just stayed up all night. Like, I'm just staying up all night. There's no use to go to sleep. I'll fall asleep on the plane. And I, I understand the late night events. Yeah, you kind of get, you kind of have that adrenaline that takes you. Yep. Even when, even, even if you don't end at two, you see you in two forty-five. You might go to sleep at four o'clock, but you're still pumped. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Great, Ron Hagen's TigerDetails.com on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Let's talk about LSU. First of all, both these teams out of the Southeastern Conference has gotten through. It sets up a titanic matchup on Saturday. College baseball seems to me like it's getting better and better every year, and it's indicative of what we're seeing, at least in the Southeastern Conference that it'll be on display because there will be some pitching hardware on display, Ron, Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, both these teams, uh, you know, Tennessee, you know, I mean, we just had a, a press thing with some LSU players and, 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 and Coach Jay Johnson. We talked about how, how Tennessee just kind of, you know, when they played Tennessee before, they just realized Tennessee hadn't kind of found themselves yet. You know, they, they just hadn't found themselves. You know, they had and they changed some stuff in their, their pitching order, and, and then everything fell into place. So they they know they're playing a team that's different than what they saw in Baton Rouge but two or three months ago. I mean, they know they know that. Uh, in some respects, LSU's a different team. I mean, the the batting order is nothing like the LSU had when they played Tennessee before. Uh, they got a couple of guys in the start line that weren't. I mean, I mean, the LSU's catcher Hayden Travinsky maybe had two bats in the, in the Tennessee series. He was Still recovering from an injury, we had the only pinch hit, uh, and, and and Morgan's back at uh, Trey Morgan's back at, at, at first base. Uh, guy that was really good for him, Josh Pearson, last year finally got his bat going. He's playing left field, so both these teams have made adjustments uh, to get better. Uh, but LSU definitely, you know, they know that. Uh, the LSU shortstop Jordan Thompson said, it, and he said, Tennessee looks like a lot like we were last year. It took most of the years to, for us to find, them, find ourselves. Uh, and, but when, you know, because, but when Tennessee found itself, because maybe you could say, man, they're just a totally different team. It's an interesting observation. You know, I, I look at LSU, I, I look at the money they spent in the free agent market. I don't know any way to put it, but, um, and I say to myself, if anybody has the pressure Saturday night, it's LSU. Tennessee getting there with this club, replacing eight starters, uh, everything that went on internally with them, just having to find their way. LSU seems to me to be the team that's going to bear the burden of uh, of the pressure on Saturday. Is that the way you see this? Well, I mean, yeah, but LSU's kind of felt that pressure all year. I mean, they've had that, they've had that bullseye on them all year. I mean, because... You know, people think it's the best team money can buy, and, and they, they did get the two best, you know, free agents on the market. They, they certainly did, but uh, you know, they got other guys who are, are, are pretty good. I mean, uh, you got Dylan Cruz. I I'd mean, say Dylan Cruz. I think his his lifetime. I think he's in, in fifty or sixty NCAA tournament games. He's batting four eighty, maybe four eighty. Uh, He's probably, he's probably, I think he's like 430 or 440 against Tennessee in the NCAA tournament games. Uh, and so, uh, 
I think he's four four against Tennessee and, 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 and overall since he's been in LSU. Uh, so they got I mean, they they got some good people. And now most of these people, I, I was going back last night and looking uh, of the guys who played against Tennessee almost every year. LSU's only had a, like a couple of guys hit over four hundred, and the rest of them are around, around two hundred, low two two hundreds. But uh, this is, um, again, this is a, a matchup of two teams that you know you thought would be there in the College World Series. I know Tennessee didn't think they'd be there, you know, what way they started the season, but that they got to the place where everybody thought they'd be in the end. Uh, LSU has had this onus on them all year. They were preseason number one. They were number one for 12 weeks and uh, lost a couple of stories at the end of the season. The, the, you know, relief pitching wasn't great. But the, the key for LSU in this thing is the, their starting pitching has to take them a decent amount of the way through a game uh, uh, to use, use the least amount of relievers as possible. Uh, the relievers have gotten better. I mean, they are, they are have gotten better. Uh, and, and as stunning as it sounds, your best receiver, best reliever is a freshman, uh, Gavin Gidry, who is their, their shutdown guy late in games. Uh, but LSU has a lot of guys they've rested as relievers because they, they, they frankly – I mean, they've only used about two of the regionals, uh, the three regional wins, and, and two in the super regionals. LSU's only used like about five five relievers, maybe six tops. They ripped through uh, those deals, didn't they? I mean, they just yeah, ripped through that yeah, thing. And, and so, and so they've got they've got a, a lot of fresh arms that, that haven't been used at any of the regionals, yeah. either one. And so that's a big help to them. Uh, because, I mean, relief pitching was a problem for them. That was the thing that everybody said, I mean, uh, it had been a, a, kind of an Achilles heel all year, and then the, uh, they lost a, a series, home series to Mississippi State late in the year, where, where in, the, in the last game LSU blew, relievers uh, blew a nine-run lead mm. in the last four innings, and everybody, I mean, every, every LSU fan was, they're not going to get to Omaha because they have no relief pitching. Uh, but here they come, I mean, Against Kentucky on that game, uh, LSU did something they hadn't done all year. It threw 5.2 innings of scoreless relief to close a game with two relievers against the SEC team. So uh, they're confident, you know. And uh, and I always like, you know, when you have Steen starting first game, you always feel pretty good. So, uh, but after that, you just don't know it's a crapshoot. And that's why, you know, you look at Tennessee and they're just loaded. That pitching staff is ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, would, I, I, would, I would say Tennessee has a better pitching staff than LSU. There's no doubt about that. There's, there's no doubt about it. They, they have a collective better starters and they have yeah. collective better relievers. I mean, that, that's, that's their edge. And Matt Dixon looked it up. You know, Tennessee just went through a super regional run, hitting 205 as a baseball team. Yeah. That's called that's called the Atlanta Braves of the 1990s. That's what yeah, that's I called. Yeah, I mean, and, and you got the pitching to get you through, and that, and that you know, and they got that they're that pitching depth. So that's if they crazy. Get, if any, any type of offense in this thing, any type of offense, they they got a chance to do some damage. Uh, yes. You know, and L, offense had been LSU's problem. Uh, just really, it really had. Uh, uh, I mean, everybody in this lineup can, can hit. Everybody can hit home runs. Uh, I don't know if they. I mean, they got you know they got two three guys that that just actually launch it. I mean, I know Tennessee does too. But again, I think LSU's biggest key is their their starters starting pitching 
uh, I mean, Skeens is most of the time is going to give you seven innings at least. Uh, you know, sometimes they and then, you know he can push a complete game against Tulane, nine inning game in the regional. Uh, it's the other guys. Ty Floyd is, is the other elder starter and their second starter. Uh, and then they've gone back to Thatcher Hurd as their third starter, who's pitched well later in the year. He was not very good early. I think Tennessee racked him up pretty good in one of their games. Uh, but he recovered, went out of the bullpen later in the year, was good. Now he's their third starter. Uh, but again, it's not, it's the, the LSU starters, one, two, three, don't approach Tennessee starters. LSU's got the one unbelievably good guy, and that's it. I mean, later in the year, I mean, later in the SEC schedule, it was interesting. Teams that played LSU, they went through their first best pitcher in the first game of series. They just almost like conceded it. That, like, we can't beat yep. this guy. Yep. We can't beat We can't beat this guy. Yep. And they, they couldn't. Yeah. It, it was interesting. Well, and it's smart. I mean, why would I burn my resource there when I know this guy is lights out? And he's special, and he kind of is what he is. And hey, Higgs, on the way out, I I really appreciate you jumping on with us. This is going to be a lot of fun this weekend. This is kind of what it's about. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, Tennessee had to do something last night that LSU had to do uh, uh, over the weekend. Wait and wait and wait it's torture and wait to play a game. It's torture, Ron. LSU, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's torture. Okay, LSU's game uh, Sunday supposed to start two oh five, and they decided they looked and said, "No, we're going to have rain. It's going to be a rain delay." Well, there was no rain at all for five hours. It was sunny, but they they said we're going to start again at seven oh five. Well, seven oh five comes along, storm starts moving in, and they say, "Okay, we're going we're going to start at eight oh five." Storm hadn't gotten here yet. Like coming up after eight oh five, it rained. Uh, some storm, not heavy, and then finally, about twenty till nine, they said, "Okay, we're going, we're going, we're going to play the game at nine oh five. That's when they finally started." Tennessee had to consider wait and wait and wait too. I mean, that, that's the hard thing. Both teams, when they came out and played, they played lights out. Yeah, it's really not fair. You know, it's um, I don't understand why when they see an advanced forecast, they can't just start a game earlier like they do during the baseball season. We do yeah, this all the yeah. time. You know, you see that advanced forecast, and you go, okay, we're going to play two Friday. We're going to push this thing to Thursday, whatever. I mean, you can't be that captive to television. And then you, last well, night you had a game in Texas with Stanford, Ron, the same thing. The ball ends in – the game ends in twilight, and the kid from Texas can't see the ball in center field. Yeah. Well, you know – It's not fair. It's TV. It's always going to be always TV, and that's it. Yeah. You know, it struck me last night, Tony – Vitello has now sent two coaches into retirement with losses. <laughs> in, the, in the Super Regional. In the Supers. That's right. The, the, the legendary coach from LSU. That's right. Two years ago. Yeah. He's the he retirement man. He, he's wow. sending them into retirement with a loss. Yeah. I'll tell you what he is. is he's a darn winner. Uh, some, some of these guys, man, you just don't want to go against them because they're just winners in some of these sports. And he's just a guy that finds a way. Uh, I know he's a very polarizing figure. When he's on your side, you love him. And uh, Higgs, continue doing what you're doing over at Tiger Details. And I listen. I appreciate you joining, man. No problem, man. It's gonna be fun. Adams was bragging on you. All your oh acting, your drumming, your your multiple talents. 
I got, I got a movie tomorrow with Tony Danza. How about that? <laughs> wow. Paisan on yeah. Paisan Crime. I love it, man. What's the movie called? It's called uh, Election or Re-Election. I think he's some election candidate or something like that. It's the same film in Baton Rouge, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be at election headquarters tomorrow in a Tony Danza movie. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. You're the man. All right, man. We'll see you. So, so Higgs is an actor. That's what he does. He, he acts. He writes. He's a drummer. He's multi multi-talented guy. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do a quick overtime segment. So I have some calls here that want to speak. I'm going to give you a 15 minutes because I've been up all literally. Matt's been up all night. Brian wants to. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from. From the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is T. Willie. I have got one of our favorite people on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. He's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, let's find out what you got this week. Well, this week we have ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, Boston butt pork roast $1.89 a pound, iceberg lettuce 99 cents each, that smart sugar four pound bag two for $5, and Coca-Cola variety six packs three for $12. All right, great deal. And as always, if you can't remember what we just told you, you can pick up a flyer at the front door. And the staff there is really, really good at helping you out as well. Again, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street. Easy in, easy out. Miles, thank you as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much. And again, you can check out all their great deals. And they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company. 
operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.